This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Reporters Without Orders. Order, order. Hello and welcome to the 37th episode of Reporters Without Orders, a podcast where we discuss what made news, what didn't and some things that shouldn't have. Before we get started, let me introduce the panel. On my right, we have Rohan. Hello, Rohan. Hello. Amit won't be joining us today. He's out reporting. But today on the panel, we have News Laundry's latest addition, Gaurav Sarkar. Hello, Gaurav. Hi, Cherry. Nice to join you from across the room. Welcome to Reporters Without Orders. Gaurav is Taza Taza back from Shremor, Himachal Pradesh and has quite a story to tell. So we'll be discussing that. Also joining us over the phone is Mithun MK. Mithun is a senior reporter with News Minute and covers Hyderabad and Telangana. He's earlier worked with the New Indian Express. Hi, Mithun. Hello. Welcome Hi. to Reporters. And of course, yours truly. So Mithun, beginning with you, the format, as you know, is we discuss what the media didn't cover or what uh, got a lot more coverage. So what did you think the media failed to cover or an issue that you think received much more coverage than it deserved? What comes to my mind right now is the Telangana caste killing that happened in Malgonda, Miriya Lagoda. Uh, Pranay, who was 24, was murdered. He was alleged caste killing. It is not alleged. It, it is a caste killing. Uh, he is from a Dalit community, and uh, uh, he the, his crime was that he married a girl named Amrita, who is from a Vaisya caste. Correct. And uh, apparently, the girl's uh, father uh, hired somebody to get the boy killed. They were married this year in January. But when you see the coverage, uh, except for uh, newspapers, uh, the national media has not picked it up the way they should actually do it. Mm-hmm. Even when it comes to political angle also has very muted response to the TRS government with respect to this particular issue. Uh, when you look at NDTV, maybe they, they carried a bit, there were snippets regarding this. Mm-hmm. Times now, Republic TV, nobody has touched this. And why do you think that is <laughs> the is case? There is no debate about this either. Uh, nobody is discussing this. is the 19th caste killing, inter-caste marriage-related caste killing in Telangana since the formation of the state. 19 in a span of four years. That is a high number. That and, is. Uh, yet that nobody's talking about it. So, the number, as you mentioned, That's what is. I think is he's recovered, yeah. The number, as you mentioned, is quite high. So, why do you think the media, the national media, did not pick up the story? Well, multiple reasons. Uh, because uh, I don't think caste as such a topic is what everybody wants to discuss uh, when it comes to newsrooms also. For instance, one particular paper, when the, uh, when the girl, former assistant Amrita, she addresses herself as Amrita Pranay. But when they wrote the headline, they gave her caste name in the headline. Okay. So that is the way they are, uh, uh, what do you call, there is a bit of caste angle to in the newsrooms itself. And it, it cannot be ignored, but it is there. You ask any Dalit person working in the newsroom, he will tell you how it operates there. So when it comes to news editors or people, the way they are sensitized to these kind of issues is that I didn't just the murder case. Mm-hmm. You don't look at it the way it should be looked at. Uh, Mithun, Maybe that's I, the reason why national media is not picking it up. Mm-hmm. Here I want to bring in Gaurav because he worked on a story about a caste-related violence that took place in Himachal Pradesh. And then I have a question to you about newsroom compositions. Gaurav, before you come in, could you give us under a minute a brief about summary about your story? Sure. So um, it was about this Dalit RTI activist based out of Himachal Pradesh. His name was Kedar Singh Jindan. Uh, Jindan was in the middle of the afternoon murdered in the middle of Bakrash village in the market area when there were obviously a lot of people around. But uh, 
the manner in which he was murdered was not only carefully planned it was also very brutal he was first beaten up with sticks and then thrown onto the main road and uh, then had a scorpio run first over his face and then backwards and then forwards again so that you know the cops wouldn't be able to recognize who it was and so that it would look like an accident but uh, and you've mentioned in your report that the media mainstream media did not pick up the story either the mainstream media did not pick up the story the way they were supposed to short the i think times ran an article about 300 words when this when the murder itself happened but uh, there was no case there was no use of the word murder there was no uh, light as to how and why did this happen sure we got we got the vibe that there was a flavor of casteism to it but it's only when you go there and see on the ground how deep rooted this runs is that the issue actually comes to light so you've mentioned that when you go on the ground that you can see how deep rooted the issue is sure. and we say that we journalism should be public interest and despite that media isn't picking it up so what does that say so i think as mitun rightfully said i don't think caste sells trp first of all also i think that we as a society would like to believe that we've come a long way from independence and that you know casteism doesn't exist just because we don't see it in the metros but uh, i'm someone who visits himachal regularly and i had no idea that it it was so deep rooted and so deep seated there in fact the ideal example to give for this would be the topography of the villages where the murder happened you have the rajputs living on a lower altitude and you have the dalits living at a higher altitude and they need to come they need to not only climb higher to get home they need to come back lower to work on the grounds of the higher caste on the land that they own it's just this simple topography that shows you that you know y'all will ha- not only have to put in more effort but y'all are also at our beck and call y'all will have to come down to us and y'all will have to climb higher than us to even get home oh coming back to the newsrooms uh, mithun and gorav this is to both of you sure. do you think it's because our newsrooms composition is such that there's not enough representation of uh, dalit voices in the rooms which is what is reflected in the coverage that we see mitun you want to go first uh, yes i i will say that uh, when it comes to hiring process itself uh, nobody looks at the cast you know nobody openly looks at the cast but the name gives it away uh, the color of your skin gives it away so there are unsaid factors which actually go into the hiring process and it is a reality which we do not address or discuss nor is any data or uh, any analysis done to even understand the hiring process in media there is no affirmative action and like that in the hiring process in media either so uh, where do you begin where do you actually uh, start uh, resolving the problem but it exists without saying i mean this this is a very dicey situation right like if newsrooms proactively seek to diversify their newsrooms they will have to ask for the cast on the form they will have to ask for the gender on the form let's say not sure. even cast if you want to create a diversified newsroom and a lot of application forms have that as an option that you may choose to disclose you may not choose to disclose but in that case that also opens up the recruitment process to the scrutiny that it might be biased like if i am putting in the data that it might go against me so like how should the newsrooms go about this so i'll take you up on that one uh, i think addressing the recruiting issue for newsrooms so as to make newsrooms more diversified is just one is just is just one side of the problem but you know if newsrooms consciously choose to do stories that involve the lower caste that involve the oppressed that involve the marginal marginalized sections of society like say dalits or anyone else who comes into the picture maybe that would make maybe that would make all the difference you may you may not have 
three or four reporters in the newsroom who belong to like a lower caste but if you can consciously make the choice to cover the stories that they would cover then you're just going to make up the ground but for not having those but doesn't that mean that people who don't know about the issue who do not have expertise who've not had experiences what the subject matter that you're writing about would be writing about stories wouldn't that sort of bias the stories anyway i mean a reporter would know to keep his bias at bay first of all and you can cover a story whether it's a business story or whether it's a crime story or whether it's any other story but to just to say that a person would be able to cover a story better because he belongs to a certain section is not something i completely agree with okay mithun do you want to comment on that uh, well i would like to add to that point which karo is saying sure. for instance there is something called asil page in uh, Asil Hyderabad in uh, Times of India. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, the, that page was completely handled by a one a reporter who was from the uh, OBC, basically the Muslim, basically. Okay. So they gave him the post to inch. They told him to uh, what do you call cover the uh, to report on this particular page because he's a Muslim. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's a Muslim, he should be knowing more about old city. Okay. That is the psyche. The guy got frustrated and he left the company. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the page it was one full page. It has now come down to a column okay. because they do not have any other Muslim to cover that particular page. I would say a Dalit experience is a Dalit person's experience. Only he can comment on this much more in an authoritative manner than me or uh, anybody else. it is i think they should write more about this because they understand it much better and i don't think it is wrong in uh, in that com- a person from that community writing about their own community or the experience that they go through <laughs> but uh, whether it makes news whether it is uh, that is up to the editor okay. at the end of the day so in the interest of time we'll move to rohan but uh, i want to come back to you about the upcoming elections assembly elections so rohan what did you think the media missed over the last week or what got more coverage than it deserved abhi jaise caste ki baat ho rahi thi honor killing ke context mein to caste related issue hi hai manual scavenging ka aur delhi mein abhi pichle ek week mein kareeb 7 logo ki matlab main usko hatya kahunga hatya hui hai wo sewer sewers ke andar abhi indian express has come up with a report ha, report hai और एक्सप्रेस के भी रिपोर्ट है और इसके पहले यूएन के भी एक रिपोर्ट है कि पिछले 20 सालों में करीब 200 से ज़्यादा लोगों की जाने जा चुकी हैं जबकि 2013 में एक जो कानून आया है उसमें यह है कि कोई भी एम्प्लॉयर जो है वो किसी को भी सीवर के अंदर नहीं भेज सकता वो ये जजमेंट भी करीब 12 या 13 साल के बाद आया था सुप्रीम कोर्ट से लेकिन अभी भी ये पूरे तरीके से ख़त्म नहीं हो पाया है और इनफैक्ट अभी तो हमारे पास मशीन्स भी नहीं है जो सीवर के अंदर जाके साफ़ करें और जो घटनाएँ जो दिल्ली में हुई हैं एक मोती नगर के डी कैपिटल ग्रीन में हुआ है जो एक बहुत ही पॉश एरिया है और वो शायद बहुत बड़ा अपार्टमेंट भी है जिसमें और जो सितंबर फोर्टीन को डाबरी के पास जो सीवर में अनिल नाम के युवक की मौत हुई उस उस उसके साथ तो इतनी बड़ी ट्रेजिडी थी कि जो एम्प्लॉयर था जिस रस्सी के साथ उसको नीचे उतारा गया था वो रस्सी भी इतनी मजबूत नहीं थी कि वो उसको वापस खींच सके उसकी रस्सी टूटी उसका कमर टूटा और वो बीस फीट नीचे सीवेज के अंदर चला गया और उसको करीब रेस्क्यू करने में डेढ़ घंटे का वक्त लगा तो और वो जो डाबरी का एरिया है उसमें एक क्लास का फैक्टर ये है कि जिस एरिया में वो डेथ हुई है वहाँ पे बीएमडब्ल्यू का मर्सिडीज़ का और ये डीलरशिप है पास में ही तो इनफैक्ट जो कास्ट को लेके और मीडिया के उसको लेके बात हो रही है कि ओनर किलिंग को जो तेलंगाना में हुआ उसको नहीं कवर किया गया तो उसी तरीके से है कि हिंदी मीडिया में खास करके इंग्लिश मीडिया में कुछ स्टोरीज आ रही हैं हिंदी मीडिया में भी उसको उस तरीके से कवर नहीं किया गया है सीवेज डेथ्स को 
Hmm. I mean, from what I see from the reports that we've discussed mm-hmm. so far, like violence, something that the media always covers. Sure. And when we say that media isn't covering these caste-related deaths, then I'm thinking about the caste-related violence that has happened in different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. Media did cover those. Then what is the differentiating factor here? Why are these reports, Mithun, the question is open to you as well. Why are these reports not getting enough media limelight? So Whoever I'll, wants to take I'll, it first. I'll, I'll take that first. Uh, I think the first primary point would be about the numbers you know when when it affects just probably single digit people or when it affects one people or when the victim is just a single person the magnitude of attention given to the story is way lesser than say when it when the numbers run into hundreds of victims so i think that is a very important thing also at the same time it depends on the goriness of the crime that is covered because for it to be covered in prime time would have to be good television right Wow. I mean, if goreness becomes the parameter on whether a report is covered or not, that just speaks about the sad state of affairs. It reflects where we are. Gaurav is absolutely right when he says about the goreness of it. For instance, with respect to this particular case of Pranay's murder, mm-hmm. there was a video of the, of the um, assailants going and killing him. From the, we were staying on the Jyoti Hospital CCTV mm-hmm. footage camera. Uh, otherwise, nobody would have... Uh, you know, given traction, let's say a few months, few, uh, last year, I think, there was another one past killing where the, uh, with this, where the guy was burnt and his body was dumped. Nobody covered it in national media. Nobody did it. Why? Because there is no gruesome, gory video. But how is that not gory uh, enough? Well, it, went, uh, it was only reported in local media. Okay. But I think that's gory enough to get me to lose Jenny my chain of thought. Right yeah, there. I am. <laughs> Do some Google search. You will not find in much articles. I mean, I understand case. that it's not or getting as much coverage. Amrita's cases, the Pranay's case is out because there's a video footage for it. It is going viral. It is getting mm-hmm. hits. That's the reason. Rohan, do you want to comment on this? जो भी marginalized section के लोग हैं, उनकी coverage को लेके एक चीज है कि वो जब तक event ना बन जाए, तब तक media उसपे नजर भी नहीं मारती है। जैसे जो Friday Friday के पहले जो मोतीनगर में हुआ, उसमें करीब पांच लोग थे। Friday को जो हुआ, उसमें एक थे। जैसे आप किसानों का भी march देखें, तो जब वो दिल्ली या मुंबई आते हैं, तब उसपे बात हो रही है। जब सीवेज में डेथ हो जा रही है जब उसको सोशल मीडिया पे लोग लिख रहे हैं हिंदी मीडिया में मैंने तेलंगाना की घटना का कहीं ज़्यादा जिक्र नहीं देखा मैंने सोशल मीडिया पे लोगों को देखा लिखते हुए और सोशल मीडिया से ही मुझे भी मालूम चला कि एक घटना हुई है उन दोनों की एक प्री वेडिंग शूट का वीडियो है वो भी वायरल हो रहा है तो मेरे ख्याल से जब तक वो इवेंट नहीं बनता है तो शायद आपके न्यूज़ रूम में भी वो इस तरीके से डिस्कस नहीं होता है कि किया जाना चाहिए मूविंग ऑन फ्रॉम दिस मिथुन आई वॉन्टेड टू आस्क यू about the elections why did kcr announce to dissolve the assembly early just beginning with that and then i also wanted to know like what do you think is the media's role going to be in the upcoming assembly elections i'll let i answer your first question why kcr is going for early elections this year sure because he does not want to coincide with lok sabha polls because if it goes to lok sabha polls it will be modi versus rahul gandhi mhm if it goes now he has got advantage of coming out that time if modi wins he'll go with modi if he does others win he'll go with others so he has got that what do you call the option is there with him he's got he in his game plan in place he supported uh, bjp but they are almost like a team for bjp mm-hmm. 
and the TRS is the DP team for BJP. There is no doubt about that. They have supported them in the past over various issues, be it the deputy uh, Rajya Sabha speaker's nomination or uh, president's nomination or vice president nomination or uh, various demonetization or GST. Uh, be it all that, they have supported them. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it comes to on ground, BJP does not have an, have 119 people to contest in the 119 seats. Mm-hmm. They don't have the names. Uh, they don't have people who can actually, you know, get the votes on the ground. So BJP is basically like, a, uh, even though they have got, a, let's say, uh, some kind of support, they don't have the support enough to make a regional victory over here. Mm-hmm. So when it comes for KCR, it, it is a win-win situation to go early polls. Okay. That's all. So uh, I also wanted to ask, like, we saw the role that the media played when it was when it was the Karnataka polls, right? And we've also seen the kind of coverage that the media gives to elections in terms of the bipoles that were covered in Uttar Pradesh. So what do you think the media's role would be in the upcoming elections? Would uh, Telangana get as much coverage? Or do you think it is Uttar Pradesh? The national media. Yeah, the national media. That I can't predict, but I can speak about the local coverage. As okay. Such. How the national media covers TRS party in Telangana? Uh, well, there is not much coverage, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I do not see any primetime debates regarding uh, KCR or uh, his situation with Modi and uh, uh, how TDP was earlier allied with, uh, how TDP has allied with uh, Congress in Telangana and how they are con- how they are enemies in uh, Andhra Pradesh. So those kind of debates, they don't. There's no political and analytical discussions happening in national media. That much is sure. But when it comes to local coverage, there is no, let's say. Uh, there are, there are not many papers that actually take on uh, the TR as a ruling party. Mm-hmm. Uh, the PR is really good. <laughs> so uh, the news that comes out is uh, all in uh, very soft. It is not combative enough, mm-hmm. in my, the way I see it. Uh, they don't uh, they don't take the... There are allegations of uh, corruption. There are allegations of nepotism. But mm-hmm. the new issues are, uh, let's just say, not taken that... Uh, what do you call prominently? Uh, it, it, one or two passing might come, and KTR might give a call and say that you know I'm, I'm uh, unhappy with this particular coverage. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next day, the you will not see that report there anymore. Mm-hmm. So next, I wanted to ask the panel. There's one question that a subscriber wanted an answer to. It was sent quite some time back, but we couldn't take up due to the paucity of time. But the question is: Do you guys think whether is it important to have organizations journalistic organizations that write uh, write about the right of center or have a ideological inclination to the right of center is it necessary to have such platforms should we have such platforms Gaurav do you want to go first sure so I think having organizations to voice any side of the spectrum, whether it's center right, extreme right, extreme left, liberals, extremist, it doesn't really matter. Everyone should be given a platform to say what they want. I don't see what the catch is with someone voicing the opinion which is right of center because it'll show exactly those people who are on the right of left what they're missing out what they don't agree with and it'll just show you the opposite side of the coin which if you're looking at a 360 degree view it's very important to know what all sides are saying okay rohan mere khayal se bhi platforms hone chahiye different ideologies or different jo alag alag vicharon mein yakeen rakhte hain unke liye hona chahiye aur mujhe lagta hai ki jab tak wo hoga nahi tab tak ek samvad ki sthiti banegi nahi ki 
मतलब एक ऑर्गेनाइजेशनल सेटअप में आपके पास आप आप डिबेट भी किससे करेंगे जब तक आपके पास कोई ओपोनेंट नहीं होगा और जब दो तरीके के आइडियोलॉजिकल क्लासेस होंगे और दो तरीके के ओपिनियंस मैच करेंगे तो ऑफ कोर्स एक नई तरीके का वो विचार निकलेगा मिथुन डू यू थिंक दज डेफिनेट नीड फॉर ऑर्गेनाइजेशन दैट रिपोर्ट ऑन राइट ऑफ सेंटर एंड द सेकेंड क्वेश्चन इज Does the mainstream allow, uh, media allow space for right-wing media organizations? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your first question. See, um, there is no harm if there is a right of center, or left of center, or center-based journalistic organizing. Anybody can go and create an organization. That's absolutely fine. But when you are writing your report, when you are doing your reporting, when you are coming back to your office and you are writing your copy, mm-hmm. be objective. Mm-hmm. Keep your biases out. If the reporter is able to do that, then it's fine. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to writing the report, are you able to keep your biases out? That is a question. Correct. Now, when you don't do that, the leaning comes into the paper. Mm-hmm. The leaning comes into the article. That is corrosive. Okay. I use the word corrosive because it it is it has got uh, words have got impact in the people's mind and it has got cascading effects to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we are objective in the way we write, then it's fine. If you are unable to do that, stay away. That's it. Second question, can you repeat that? Uh, my second question was whether the mainstream media allows space for such organizations. Like generally, we hear that it's the liberals, right? It's a very liberal space, or that is how it is supposed to be. So, does does the space actually do we actually have space for such organizations? There are a lot of uh, left leaning reporters. I mm-hmm. would say that yes, mm-hmm. but there are equally right leaning reporters too. Uh, so there is no space. It's not like I said, an editorial team or the editor, the editors take a call whether uh, such teams or such kind of organizations are allowed or not allowed. Mm-hmm. It is the reporters themselves who have these kind of affiliations. Correct. Uh, so I was saying, then it's the reporter who must ensure that this doesn't reflect in the report that he's writing. Yeah. Okay. Yes. रोहन डू वॉन्ट दिस मेरे ख्याल से किसी भी रिपोर्टर के लिए अपने बायसेस को अलग रखना बहुत बहुत मुश्किल है मतलब उसमें सिर्फ ये कर सकते हैं कि आप फैक्ट्स को राइट रखें क्योंकि और जो बात है कि राइट लीनिंग ऑर्गेनाइजेशन होने चाहिए या राइट ऑफ सेंटर या लेफ्ट या कुछ भी होना चाहिए उसमें मुझे लगता है कि इसमें हेगल का एक डायलैक्टिक मेथड था जिसमें उन्होंने समझाया कि थीसिस होगा एंटीथीसिस होगा और जब दोनों कन्वर्ज करेंगे तो एक सिंथेसिस सिंथेसिस की संभावना बनेगी तो मुझे लगता है कि ये होना चाहिए आई मीन इवन आई आई अग्री विथ रोहिन टू सर्टन एक्सटेंड दैट अ रिपोर्टर लाइक हाउ एवर मच यू ट्राई वॉट यू बिलीव इन डज कम इन टू योर कॉपीज वॉट यू चूज टू पुट फर्स्ट वॉट यू पुट to choose later what you put to sure. choose after yeah. however and nevertheless yeah. that sort of determines the tone of your report and that comes from what you think is right or wrong it's you're still going to put in the facts but that is going to reflect mm. which is why being objective is that hard right when you're reporting from the center but uh, you know chai taking up your second question as to whether there is space for center of right in the mainstream media uh, if we look beyond the way politics is reported in india the people who watch television news in the us you know people who watch television news the most other republicans and they belong to the right they come from that space they are the guys who switch on fox news at 9 pm every day to watch what is going on so yeah there is there is definitely space for it does it warrant that space should it be covered the way it is being covered 
should as long as it leads to healthy debate between the left and the right and doesn't lead to the conversation being contaminated and you know falling to a level where you're just going to shout and point fingers yeah why not मेरे ख्याल से एक लास्ट कमेंट जो गौरव बोल रहे तो गौरव वाली बात में एक और चीज़ ऐड करूँगा कि जो आप अमेरिका के राइट की बात कर रहे हैं तो वहाँ पे अमेरिका के राइट में कम से कम इतनी सहानुभूति और उनमें इतनी समझ है कि वो फिर भी डिबेट्स को इनक्रेज करते हैं हमारे यहाँ का जो समाज है उसमें बच्चा जब छोटा होता है तभी से ये समझाया जाता है कि बाप से अगर कुछ उसको काउंटर कर देगा तो बाप उसको बोलेगा कि तुम बहस कर रहे हो और बहस करना हमारे समाज में हमारे खानदान में तो इतना बुरा है कि बाप से बहस कैसे तो इधर मेंटालिटी वाली बात हाँ। हो जाती है तो वो मतलब हमारे मतलब अपब्रिंगिंग का भी हिस्सा है और उसमें वो हम लोग एक कॉन्ट्रा हम मतलब हम लोग को अनलर्न करने में कुछ चीज़ें इतना बहुत ज़्यादा वक्त लग जाता और अभी भी रिपोर्टिंग आप देखिए अभी मैं अनूप जलोटा जो बिग बॉस में है उनको लेके जिस तरीके की हिंदी मीडिया में कवरेज चल रही है वो बिल्कुल संस्कार की चाशनी में उसको चला रहे हैं कि एक सैंतीस साल की सैंतीस साल बड़ी अनूप जलोटा गर्लफ्रेंड कैसे हो सकती है तो ये मतलब अनलर्न करने में चीज़ें और उनका तो अब साठ साल हो जाएगा रिटायर भी हो जाएंगे लेकिन उनकी समझदारी उतनी है तो I mean I agree that there's a cultural difference and which shows in the kind of conversations we have including the response of trolls on social media and mm-hmm. how people respond to posts in general but uh, I don't think I can make much more informed opinion on this other than what has already been said so I would hold my peace there and uh, in the interest of time uh, mithun i want to go to the next question uh, since you've worked in print and now you're working in a digital newsroom i wanted to ask is is the experience of working in the two mediums too uh, very varied or what would you say uh, what has your experience been and gorov i would like for you to sure. weigh in as well sure uh, you want me to begin first yeah, yeah. go for it Uh, in print, when you are writing an important story, if you are if you are going to write an important story, uh, you can't cross four fifty words. Four fifty words is long. Definitely, and yeah. you have to cut your words short to three hundred words. Mm-hmm. How can you tell an important story in three hundred words? Now, it of course, if you are very skilled, you can convey as much as you can, mm-hmm. but there is a limitation. Mm-hmm. You can't draw past experiences. You can't past instances. You can't bring in. You can't bring in context. in 300 words definitely in uh, digital news medium since there is no word count uh, you can bring in context you can bring you can hyperlink another story you can tell people that you can go read here mm-hmm. go to this article you can read more about it here so i would i feel that a digital way of telling stories is much better in terms of uh, uh, bringing context to a situation mm-hmm. and explaining things a little bit more better because you have more freedom more leg room to explain properly print um has has that limitation it is important mm-hmm. uh, it is it is important to tell stories the way in printed words you're very concise and precise mm-hmm. and things like that but it presents certain limitations mm-hmm. that's the reason i moved to uh, digital news medium because i i was done writing stories in printed words i mean uh, that is exactly what i wanted to say like i understand that there is a certain length that you need to follow when you're writing in print but that also ensures that the story is very sharp and focused in digital as you mentioned that there's there's not a a very strict limitation to the word count but wouldn't that uh, make a lot of reports longer than what it could have been it could have been cut short and made more precise Well, there are good subreditors who can actually ensure that you don't go into a verbal diarrhea. <laughs> so it's absolutely fine. There'll always be 
uh, subreddits who actually you know trim mm-hmm. down words and keep it precise and concise. But okay. it's a, a good story will be five hundred to six hundred words. Max. We can't give you yeah. that space. Okay. Is what I feel. Others can differ, of course. Uh, We're open for debate. That's the way I feel. So, here I would like to bring in Gaurav since he's also worked in print and digital. Gaurav, what's yeah, your take so, on that? Yeah, um, so, I was in print for like the last two years but I think the problem, the problem with print, actually I wouldn't call it a problem, it's more of the mindset. Uh, it's just that print seems to fetishize what we call hard news, yeah? And that is where the 300 word cruncher comes in. That is where you need to make your story even if it's going on the anchor of the first page. It still needs to be 350 words for it to be called precise and sharp. uh it's never going to be a 360 360 degree view of the story in the same edition they might carry it out in series or parts whereas multimedia will give you all of it in probably the same space it will give you a 360 degree view of things and the entire tonality of the piece the entire way it's structured that the narrative could be so much more comprehensive and vast at the same time than print mm-hmm. mujhe, mujhe lag raha hai ki mithun aur gaurav jo bol rahe hain wo reporter ka perspective zyada hai aur aur reader ka perspective ye hoga ki reader ke paas in sorts jaisa 60 word mein bhi khabar aa rahi hai usko sirf suchna mm-hmm. chahiye aur ek to jo hamare beech mein bhi discuss hota hai ki digital mein bhi agar aap 2000 word ki copy likh rahe ho to kon padhega phir bola ja raha hai ki aap video banayenge to video mein koi aadmi facebook pe sirf 3 second tikta hai to isme ek to reader ka perspective hai ek aapka perspective hai aap jab ground technology ha uske baad uske baad business ka ek alag uska perspective hai तो एक रिपोर्टर तो चाहता है कि वो जो ग्राउंड से देख के आ रहा है वो सब उसमें डाल दे लेकिन रीडर के पर्सपेक्टिव से बिल्कुल अलग हो जाती है ऑल्सो रोहन जम्प इन I think that what sometimes what we do is we preempt and believe that the reader only spends huh. less than 2 minutes on a story mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that right. is where the entire thing of oh your story has mm-hmm. to be 300 words mm-hmm. or your video has to be below 3 minutes I don't think we need to dumb down stories for the readers and I don't think that our readers are dumb people mm-hmm. who will have to read long pieces who will have the patience Aur to read long pieces but they are obviously padhenge uh, Rohan was mentioning that a reporter because of the shortage or rather because of the word count uh, a reporter can't put in everything gora mm-hmm. i wanted to ask was there something that you saw on the ground that you couldn't put in your report not because of the word length but because it just couldn't fit into the narrative uh, something that would go in a reporter's diary for example so no i don't think that there was something that didn't make it to the copy because at the end of it it was nearly a 4500 word copy which uh needed obviously the manisha touch on it to get it down to 3800 words but uh i do get that in stories there are particular bits that you can't add to it because of a space constraint because of a time constraint or because it doesn't particularly fit that narrative however in the murder of kedar singh chandan i don't think i don't think there was anything like that which we couldn't convey it it has a very strong narrative and i think the story comes across the way it's supposed to because it's real and because there there isn't a narrative that needs to be weaved around the story the story just speaks for itself the pictures just speak for itself so yeah i don't think the reporter's diary would you know be an ideal entry for anything that was missed out on the ground because everything did make it to the copy in the first place uh mithun do you want to first take that question it's all, see what i wanted to say was that if uh, well, i mean when you when you write in 300 words you can't convey mm-hmm. every point definitely there are certain uh, emotions there are certain things which you want to convey through words uh we are talking about somebody who who's about a farmer crisis you're mm-hmm. writing about mm-hmm. uh, you can write the farmer is hungry but then you can also write the same way that the last time the chula was uh, 
uh, lit was three days ago. Exactly. Now you can convey that in two words, or you can convey that in uh, a bit of few more words to create more impact on the readers to understand the gravity of the situation. If there are word limits, these kind of nuances can't be explained properly. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that. uh which you said uh, as you said earlier digital allows more space for this nuance yeah. to be put for in. this narrative yeah uh, my last question to you both since you both have reported on uh, covered stories where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the families would have been in not very uh, how do i put it in a very frazzled very emotional disturbed. state yeah. yeah so how do you approach the family is there a certain question that you take and like as a reporter how does that feel doesn't that uh, does it feel like intruding in someone's privacy uh, first things first i i don't uh, if somebody is grieving uh, a father is sitting and crying over his son's dead body i don't go and tell the father can you give me a quote or how are you feeling mm-hmm. right now i just avoid him completely i rather not carry that quote it's absolutely fine not to carry his quote we can talk to his relative let him grieve you know give him that space go tomorrow and get the coat it's fine let you know because i saw this happen in my own two eyes uh mm-hmm. another tv reporter goes and like bhai aapko kaise lag raha hai so the guy is crying over that book that son's body and the guy is going ask he's crying and his guy is guys going ask like how are you feeling and i'm watching this and i'm like what the heck man so it is absolutely fine give them that some space it's fine you don't have to be uh, <laughs> first to get the quote all the time is actually okay to go and talk to the relative and ask like so did the family eat anything did they had they sleep can ask the relatives who are there with them that's fine that's absolutely fine but that is not what is happening uh, the sensitivity as a reporter it's it's per person it's, it's depends on person to person mm-hmm. to person and also depends on the organization also the reason i say organization is because uh for instance my editor in chief told me explicitly do not harass do not go and uh, harass the girl amrita mm-hmm. and she was in the hospital the every team reporter was trying to get gain access to the icu but my boss said you don't it's okay if she got just a snippet of a quotes you don't have to try it again and just let her be let her grieve for some time mm-hmm. go tomorrow and talk to her it's fine that kind of sensitivity it has to be taught from the editor itself sure if the editor in chief is he can tell you that you know reporter be a bit sensitive that becomes a culture in the office that so, kind of culture is what should be cultivated but that is not what is happening mhm now and every newsroom don't have that kind of sensitive culture sensitive to these kind of issues i got think us? Got yeah it. no so uh, mitron i think you've actually hit the money shot right there i totally agree that there's a time and place to get a certain bite or a certain quote uh, although you know the other side might make the argument that you have a, an obligation to your job but you also do have a moral obligation to being a human being at the same time and you can't add to someone's grief but what i would also like to point out here is that uh, and it's and it's a personal experience of mine where i wasn't i wasn't always someone who was very comfortable reporting on the idea of death or reporting when when there is a death involved especially a gruesome one but uh when i was back in college my professor told me that um the the only way to get the story out the way you're seeing it 
is to actually be in that room and feel the pain and the grief that the family is feeling at that time because there's no other way that you'll be able to convey that same thing to your readers if you don't go through it first hand so maybe maybe as reporters what we can do is what or at least what we can aim to do is probably imbibe the pain and then you know just transfer that onto the reader and make them realize that hey this is what the reality is on the ground and thirdly i think of, which is of like utmost importance is that this call should come from top down uh it should be taught from editors to their subordinates to their junior reporters and cuz because that's how we'll be able to maintain a balance between being a human being as well as being a great reporter um okay so moving towards the end bit of the podcast which is recommendations uh, so rohan do you want to share your recommendation for the listeners ha manual scavenging pe hindi mein khas karke bhasa singh ki ek kitab hai adrishya bharat ji uh, jiska forward likha hai bejwada wilson ne jo safai karmachari andolan chalate hain mujhe lagta hai ye kitab padhi jani chahiye aur isse न सिर्फ कास्ट के बारे में पता चलता है बल्कि किस तरीके से पितृसत्ता काम करती है पैट्रियार की काम करती है भी पता चलता है और अभी भी भारत में कई ऐसे गांव हैं जहां पे शुष्क शौचालय चल रहे हैं तो भारत को जानने के लिए वो किताब पढ़ी जानी जरूरी है ओके गौरव वॉट यू वॉन्ट टू रिकमेंड फॉर आर रीडर्स something interesting but i've been plugged out of the news for like about a week right now so i don't think i'll i'll be the right person to recommend anything right now you don't have to necessarily recommend something in the news you can recommend a book a movie something you watched on netflix uh i have totally been cut off from technology for like the last 6 days okay um uh, mithun do you have a recommendation for our listeners um i would uh, recommend uh I don't know man <laughs> if it is a TV show or something like that I can recommend uh, No books, I mean you uh, can I haven't uh, I'm still reading one book Cuckold uh, by uh, I mean I forgot the reader's name right his name it is I'm still reading it for the past 6 months haven't been able to finish it Cuckold so <laughs> is a good book to try it out but uh, yeah that's what I would recommend it's a pretty good book Okay uh, I want to recommend The Burning Forest which is a book by Nandini Sundar I've been I have added this book to my anti-national library so that's what I want to recommend to our listeners on that note we close today's podcast and before we go I do want to ask our listeners to step in to pay to keep news free because it is easy to complain about the coverage that the media isn't reporting this the media hasn't covered this but the challenge is ensuring that there's freedom for of the press and that the media has the resources and the representation in the newsroom and money to hire that rep- representation so support independent media because when the public pays the public is served mm-hmm. when corporations and advertisers pay they are served subscribe to news laundry or any other independent news organization of your choice to subscribe to news laundry visit newslaundry.com/subscription and choose from any of our three plans if you are an overseas subscriber you can transfer the subscription amount via paypal happy subscribing all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.